Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Okay, welcome back to Roadcase, everybody. This is your host, Josh Rosenberg. I am super psyched to be here for this episode with Lewis Smith of Kendall Street Company. If you're here for the first time to listen to me talk to Lewis, welcome to the Roadcase community. I am so psyched that you're here. And if this is your uh, not your first rodeo with Roadcase, uh, really happy to have you back. And thanks for your support along. And I'm so happy that you're along for this ride. There's a couple of different ways that you can get involved in the Roadcase community. Really quick and easy way is to follow us on the socials. Our handle is at RoadcasePod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email us at info at roadcasepod.com with any questions, concerns, comments you have, or just throw some opinions out there. Happy to happy to chat with you. Uh, you can find out more information about Roadcase by visiting our website. We're at www.roadcasepod.com. Another great way to support Roadcase and really helpful to the show is to subscribe to Roadcase on your favorite listening platform. So if you're on Spotify, that little box that says follow, just hit that. If you're on Apple Podcasts, there's a check mark up in the upper right-hand corner. You click that and doing doing that on both those platforms and any other platform will allow you to receive updates as to when new episodes come on, come online and come live. Uh, it's a great way to stay on touch with the latest episode of Roadcase. So I've got Lewis Smith on the show today. Lewis is with the amazing band Kendall Street Company. Uh, he originally connected with his band members at, uh, at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. Uh, he's also from Virginia himself. Uh, they hit the road back really hard back in 2016 after they had graduated. And uh, while they were at school, they were really doing the, the college band thing, playing at frat houses, bars, what have you, just really kind of doing the thing. Uh, Kendall Street is a combination of rock, jazz, prod rock, prog rock, uh, tons of jamming, uh, just really great stuff. And Lewis, well, he's just a solid, fun dude with a really great sense of humor. Uh, kind of like the band itself is really a reflection of Lewis's personality to a great extent. And uh, he's also a very serious musician, just like all his bandmates. And Lewis just plays some shredding guitar. Uh, they got a new album out, or album that's coming out on June 24th called The Untitled California Project. I said during the interview it's coming out on June 23rd, but the date is June 24th, and that coincides with their upcoming West Coast run, which begins in just a couple days on June 10th at Cervantes in Denver. Uh, they play several Western dates, a uh, couple dates in the, the Northwest, and they circle back down to California for a couple dates. It's the first time that they're out in California. They had originally written this material uh, several years ago and uh, decided to come back out with it and coincide it with a West Coast and California run, which I think is really cool. Uh, they've got a second single coming out in just a couple days as well right before that tour starts on june 9th the second singles entitled crab surprise they also did a live uh, relics performance of grateful dead bertha you can hear that up on uh, the relics website and on youtube as well uh, this is a great interview i had a really nice time talking to lewis he's just a super personable uh, human uh, just fun weird uh, great sense of humor just uh, we had a really great time chatting it up and talking about all these new projects that they got going on. I'm really excited for that. And I'm excited that you're all here. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of Roadcase. And I want to send a special thank you to Lewis Smith of Kendall Street Company for being here on this episode of Roadcase. And here we go. Hey Lewis, how's it going, man? It's so great to see you and finally get all this uh, all this stuff worked out, dude. Josh, it's going well, man. Thank you so much for having me here. 
Yeah, rocking the uh, you're rocking the Jerry T-shirt this morning, which I have total respect for. And you said your dad gave that to you or something? My my uh, my dad's buddy gave it to me. Okay, and uh, I never got to see Jerry, but you know, I still I still wear it in his honor for sure. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's nice to have a sentimental value thing of that that someone significant would give to you. But um, so does Jerry have a special meaning in your life? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting. I didn't get into the dead really until college. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, you know, grew up listening. I mean, I had like, you know, touch of gray on my MP3 player. <laughs> oh, you were a touch. You were a the touch. Studio, yeah. I, had, I had the I had the studio cut. <laughs> yeah, of touch of gray on my on my MP3 player. You know, when I was a kid. Right. But you know, back then I was mostly listening to you know things that my my parents listened to and they listened to the dead a bit but they weren't like giant deadheads you know mm-hmm. but i was digging you know back then it was like the beatles acdc jimmy hendrix we had a bunch of jimmy hendrix cds uh, yeah so what year are we talking about how old are you now i'm 28 now uh-huh. and um when i was you know this must have been as i was growing up you know 10 between like age 10 and 13 something like that maybe before you know i had my like small you know mp3 player and then it was a it was a zune and uh you know remember the zune i don't know (laughs) if i remember that brand i forget what i i think i just went right into the ipod world yeah i never had an ipod well i had like one of the little shuffles that didn't even have a screen yeah those tiny little things those were great that was so easy just throw it in your pocket and you got music yeah what was the problem with that i don't know yeah, they they were it was cool. hard to uh, organize or something like I don't know. You right, see you just what had to click song, through. Yeah. yeah, just make sure you put songs you liked on it and it hit shuffle. Yeah, right, yeah, right, 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 click right, through right. your live. I think it was called the iPod Shuffle. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably for that reason. Now that we're figuring it out, you're welcome, Apple. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You know, if you're hip to the dead and hip to that feel. Um, and many of those that listen to this podcast know that I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a dead fan, not necessarily, I don't call myself a dead head. I didn't like tour with them and such, but I did was fortunate. I'm old enough to have, I, I lived in New York city in the nineties. So I saw them quite a bit as I was telling you before. Yeah. If you're hip to it, it really kind of turns you on. What, what, yeah. what, what's, is, is that a, is that a particular touchstone for you among others? Well, yeah. I mean, we did the, the band Kendall street company did a, dead show in i think it was 2016 where we mm-hmm. covered a bunch of dead songs we yeah. did it at the local you know bar venue mm. uh at uva you oh, know cool. uh-huh. called called crozet pizza mm-hmm. and uh it was an epic show dave matthews band was in town that night too playing mm. at the arena john paul jones so i went to the dave matthews show and then went and went and played the dead show nice. and uh I hardly remember it. I wish it was recorded. Uh, looking back, you know, that's that's like the one thing I wish we had done more is record yeah. all those shows. Uh-huh. But, you know, especially, you know, we were in college drinking a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just remember how it felt. It was great, you know, playing that music, you know, playing truck in El Paso. <laughs> and uh, we did a bunch bunch of songs. Well, who know. did I we just still see? Do... I, just, I just saw Grateful Shred. They did El Paso. That just made me think. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, it's fun. This, so the back of the shirt is dated 1993. Oh yeah, and so right on. and so I was I was born the next year, oh. so I I just missed it, you know, just yeah. <laughs> just yeah, by a year. One of those kids but... with the little uh, over the ear head head pro- ear protection. That, you yeah, know, you see like those pictures from the cap and stuff. Um, right. So. Kendall Street Company, love the band, love what they're doing. I love just the kind of eclectic nature and bringing all kinds of different influences and, you know, not afraid to change it up from album to album. I really love it. And oh, the, yeah. The, the production is so quality, man. I just, um, I really, um, uh, I really applaud that. It's just, it sounds beautiful. It's great listening. I, um, I love that stuff. Um, I want to talk about your background because you mentioned UVA. I want to hear about, uh, you know, your experiences as an early band there and, uh, you know, an early jam band playing around on the, on the campus and, and around there. And I want to hear about that background. But, you know, I want to first touch upon your upcoming album, this uh, United California Project. 
Untitled. Uh, untitled. I'm... The Untitled California the untitled Project. T- I wrote that down, <laughs> and I don't know. It's early in the morning for me, dude. It's early, man. It's early. It I know. Is. Well, we had this scheduled at a nice evening time. But I know, and you saw, you saw alas. I, my, I, I take my glasses on and off because i got to read some notes. So you know how United right. look like Untitled from far away. Okay. Abs- oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm going with that excuse. So everyone, please excuse me. Uh, Louis, <laughs> please excuse me. Untitled you're California good. Project. So, But you're it good. is titled, but you're titling it Untitled. So. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, first single comes out on May 26th, California number 24. Uh, next single on June 9th, Crab Surprise, and the album release will be on June 23rd. So um, give me a little bit of background on the album. You guys have never toured California, but you're doing this whole untitled California project. I love the funny and the, 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 just the humor and the concept. And I, that's why I was telling you, I'd like, I think you've got a good sense of humor. And cause I was like setting my <laughs> levels to not laugh too hard. <laughs> cause I knew we'd be doing some of that on this one. So t- right. tell me about, tell me about this project. Um, and, and what it, what it means to you. So, uh, first of all, it's a very, it's a really weird project. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, We've we've released weird things before, uh, but I think this might get into all that. Yeah, I think this might be the weirdest. But (laughs) it came from (laughs) it came from this uh, Jake, our saxophone player. uh, His cousin reached out to us and said, "Hey, will you make some music for this uh, YouTube series that we're doing?" And we said, "Yeah, absolutely." Mm -hmm. And so that YouTube series never uh, came to be. Um, but we had written all these songs and we had made all these sound bites, uh, and we were like, yeah, let's go and record this. Let's do it. Let's do the untitled California project. Um, and so, you know, a number of the songs that are on the record are the theme songs that we wrote for this, this, you know, show that was pitched. Mm. Um, and uh, and there were certain like little details, you know, the crab surprise with, you know, the guy flipped the, in the show, the guy flipped the thing over and he's, it's he, the, the rock. And he goes, it's a crab surprise. <laughs> and so we wrote this whole song about that. Ben, our guitar player kind of spearheaded that, wrote the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the idea is that all of these songs kind of emulate, you know, California, Esque uh, things like there's California 17, which is kind of supposed to uh, channel Joni Mitchell. Uh, mm. You know, Cali Crab Surprise is supposed to channel the Dead a little bit. Cali 24 mm. was supposed to channel the Red Hot Chili Peppers a little bit. The first song, California Number One, which um, is out now. There's in a video. We just released a video, like a you know promotion video and kind of a music video for this song for the Untitled. California tour uh, is for California number one. It's the first song on the Untitled California project, mm-hmm. um, and it's an intro to the project. And it's also we like made this video that's promoting the Untitled California tour, um, and uh, the video is great. It's out now. It's uh, very funny. Um, it's kind of an SNL spoof. Um, That's awesome. I haven't which, seen. Which I need, is just, I need to check it out. Like, so the yeah. video is called California Number One, and it's on your video, and it's on the YouTube channel. Yeah, I okay, think cool. that that should be what it's called, California Number One. That's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but whoa, there's a there's a tree growing into the house. <laughs> there's a little. I just realized that there's a vine coming through in through a window. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Roadcase is now being brought to you by uh, blah 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 fertilizer. It will grow trees into your house. Okay. Whoa, whoa. Thanks for that nature report, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, uh, no problem. I just noticed you just that. Noticed crazy. that, dude. Yeah, well, it's it's like a small little vine, and it just climbs in through the window. And, but it's the window is closed. Oh, that's you know? bizarre. That's why you don't let vines grow on the outside of houses, I think. And also fuck on the house. house. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because that shit will grow, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. So video growing vines, uh, untitled California. So yeah. Um, what's up with this? Why you guys have never been to California. You've never toured California. Yeah. What is, what's this concept behind it? And it, you know, you've got this great tour poster for it with a crab on it. Hence the Virginia reference. And you guys are going to California. You've never toured there. And then you name a whole album untitled California project. What's the fascination with California and why are you doing this? 
Well, so as I was saying before, the the, the uh, team that uh, Jake's cousin, they live out in L.A. They're making a show, a YouTube show about California. Okay. This was some years ago. This was like, I don't know, three years ago, a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and so we wrote those songs. We decided to go and record them and make the record called The Untitled California Project. And we had we're kind of waiting to for when we had a tour out to California to release it. Ah, okay. And so it, you know, this, the timing worked out perfectly and um, we kind of, you know, we didn't scramble to get it done, but we, we were saying, okay, now the tour's booked, let's get this thing finished and mastered and all that good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was um, more kind of like opportunistic jumping on what you guys had done before something like that. Would that be kind of more accurate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, so we never it was the songs that we had written you know so yeah. we just said let's do it and that's yeah. that's kind of the the beauty of the of this band is yeah. you know we try to say yes to, to to most ideas you know yeah and when somebody's like yeah let's do this like this was probably you know this was probably ben's idea i don't know i don't want to say whose idea it was you know mm -hmm. kind of things happen as a group effort but yeah you know if I was to guess, I, I'd say Ben was probably like, "Yeah, let's make the Untitled California Project." He's the lead. He's the lead guitar player. Um, could have been Jake, <laughs> um, but you know, we have we have a record called "The Nautical Aquatical," mm -hmm. and that's about sea creatures. So we like to do these little themed EPs. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the funny thing about the the Untitled California Project is. The first four songs are very short, you know, they're like a mm -hmm. minute and a half. Um, and then there's the two singles that make up about half the length of the record. And then there's like an outro song. So uh, it's pretty silly. The songs are, are really weird and, um, and fun and funny. I think they're very funny. Yeah. Um, and I think the two singles are really good. And I like the lyrics a lot and the jams and they got great guitar solos um and we do one that's acapella that's called california number b right. uh there's treasures of california is california number x and so with the naming we we also kind of dug into it and the whole spiel is that we wrote uh seventy thousand songs about california and picked the best seven <laughs> yeah <you laughs> because got, yeah go ahead go ahead i wanted to because the last me. one is number 690210 <laughs> Uh, that's the last song on the album, and that's a love song. That's our character uh, falls in love, and uh, it, but it's unrequited, you know. Oh. And so, uh, <laughs> and so, the <laughs> other characters in uh, Boston, and the one character saying, "Come back to California, please." Like we had everything that yeah. we could have ever asked for that weekend together, uh, and so. Oh man. You know. So it that's sad. It's a sad story, you know. Yeah. But there's California number X that that's and that's that the lyrics to that are treasures of California. Right. And on. so we have the X marks the spot. Oh nice. Seventeen Cali seventeen is because the character Mark uh -huh. is from Ohio is from Ohio. Okay. And he's like kind of he's he's who the the the, the project is through the lens of Mark. Mark from Ohio walks across the country to California yeah. and he's looking for treasures. He's looking for fame and fortune and glory. And he, he wants to be cast in a B movie. And that's California number B. We hear this backstory of Mark from Ohio. And Mark is a real character based on a, based on a true story of Jake's cousin, Mark. And Jake's got family in Ohio. Jake's our saxophone player. And... Right. uh. And so that's, you know, that's what we, that's what inspired the story. And we've, we've stayed yeah. at his aunt Martha's before and it's big <sighs> cornfields and things like that. Right. And so we just imagined this guy coming from rural Ohio yeah, totally. moving to LA and uh, trying to make it in the biz. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, and then he, and then there's a love interest that happens yeah, yeah, that yeah. comes out of nowhere at the very end of the record. Oh, nice. And, uh, nice. That's always nice when that so, happens. You know, you feel that, sorry that's, for the that's, guys. That's pretty much on it. Board. Um, you know? So I love that, that the, 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 just the fun nature. You guys, you clearly don't take yourself too seriously. Um, 
But on the other hand, the 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 music is outstanding. I I just I love the feel. I love the production. You guys clearly know can play, and um, and uh, it's it's very musically challenging from a listening standpoint. And I and I love that. And the whimsical nature is just really fun. I mean, your other albums, you have um, uh, the the okay, just briefly before I want to ask you more of a question about the California project, but. Just to get it out there, the year the Earth stood still, Ninurta, and then the yeah. year the Earth stood still, Inertia. Or those are two separate right. albums. And hold on one second, Ninurta is an ancient Mesopotamian god of springtime, thunder, and rain. Um, exactly. So wow, there's just and the, the you know that that was your prior release uh, came out in twenty both of those came out in twenty twenty one in addition to another uh, set of albums uh, the story that we write for ourselves um, just some just super creative I, I I love it and do you kind of view it as not taking yourself too seriously or just kind of having a fun sense of humor about it you know t- talk to me a little bit about the creative process and how, um, and your thoughts about working humor and stories, you know, as a big picture into your own music. Cause that is clearly a theme with uh, Kendall street company. Yeah. So the band, um, you know, we all bond over, over humor. Definitely. Yeah, That's like one of the things we, we bond over. And, uh, we also bond over, you know, serious musicianship and music theory and yeah. learning everything we can. So I do think, you know, it's an accurate statement to say that we, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we take the music very seriously. Um, and so, and everybody in the band is super creative. And we, as I was, I was saying earlier, we like to say yes you know, to most ideas, if somebody's got an idea, you know, let's do a project about a bunch of underwater sea critters. Yeah. Which was yeah, fun let's do and it. lovely. I loved it. I loved right, it. Absolutely. Right. The nautical yeah. aquatical. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> and a lot of, you know, a lot of what comes out is humorous, but you know, we also like to, you know, dive into like a deeper side and a, a more, um, you know, it can be somber or sentimental, you know, we like yeah. to just express ourselves through music and, and, um, we're allowed to do that, you know, in this group and everybody, everybody has uh, a voice and is able to use it and is able to, um, you know, make the projects that they want to make, uh, you know, and we all work together to, yeah. to make yeah. this happen. So, um, yeah, so like when we did the year the Earth stood still, this was we went and recorded uh, while everything was in lockdown still. Mm, yeah. um, well, it was the, and, Earth, the year the two years the Earth stood still, unfortunately. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went that summer of twenty twenty, right? I think that must have been when we went and recorded, and the the name we we went into the studio with with nothing written, right? And we mm-hmm. were there for six days. Uh, and we recorded the double album. We wrote and recorded this double album, right. uh, the year the earth stood still. Um, so all of that was either live improv or written on the spot or kind of worked up while we were at the studio. Um, <clears throat> Ninurta com- came from one of the days we were recording the part to Ninurta where we're chanting and uh, there's a thunderstorm and the power goes out. Everything oh, shuts off. We don't know if any of the sessions are going to be able to, you know, there was the computer wouldn't start. <clears throat> so we were all worried that, you know, we were fucked basically yeah. that yeah. like the whole session is, is totally, you know, in oblivion or, or wherever yeah. uh, things go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it turned out that we, we got the new computer, we got the hard drive all right. figured out, everything right. came together. And so we named, uh, we named the song and the album Ninurta, God of, you know, Mesopotamian God of thunder. Um, <laughs> Someone was paying attention in ancient history. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and so that, that record, that, I think that was the first one to come out. That's the more instrumental uh, kind of heavy guitar riffs, like yeah. more rock. Uh, yeah. There's also real, some beauty on there too. Um, and then the second part, Inertia, and 
uh, well, Ninurta, that, you know, that part there's, you know, is heavy and that was kind of supposed to represent right. what everybody was going through, what, what we were all going through and what we, what we had kind of had to get out of us mm -hmm. when we were, the band stayed away from each other for a long time. Wow. We did, you know, music, uh, we did some like YouTube series stuff at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic. Um, but you know, for it, we didn't start getting together for like six months or something. And so it was mm -hmm. a really tough time yeah. for the band and for the relationships and for, and for everything, you know, because we really just wanted to play music together and, you know, we'd get on these business calls and it would just be like, Oh, what are we going to do? And, right, uh, right. it was miserable, man. Cause we were trying to do stuff when, yeah. you know, it was just like hitting our head against the wall. But when we finally got comfortable enough to go into the studio and work together, this is kind of just what came out of us. Yeah. Um, is Ninurta. It's really, it's, 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 it's so interesting the way you guys work and how you're not afraid to just put things out there. What talk to me a little bit about, um, how, uh, about being a young jam band in Virginia and how this, uh, your, your sort of, your creative juices started flowing when like we did you come from a musical family when did you start playing and uh and kind of how did your your musical background bring you to the point where you are today i know that's a big question no that's a great i love that question um so where to start right uh Was so my, so my your, your your parents were musical sort of kind of they turned you on well my stuff. parents yeah my parents loved music yeah and um you know we would always have like mixtapes going in the car and and things like that yeah. you know we yeah. listen a, a wide assortment of music right. um they must have a good sense of humor too i guess you, you, you they came, do you they do in, you, you came onto this kind of goofy nature somehow yeah, my parents are awesome. Man. They're great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they do have a great sense of humor. Um, but they turned me on to a ton of music, you know. Yeah. Uh, How early did you start know, playing from guitar? From the Beatles. Uh, 12 years old. Uh-huh, yeah. That's when I started playing. That's kind of the key. Um, that's sort of the key age, I think, a lot of times. Um, I think so. For guitar, <laughs> particularly. Like? Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind because of when you start like, developing guitar heroes. But what was it for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hendrix. Hendrix, definitely. Yeah. I yeah. loved seeing Hendrix. And I don't play anything like Hendrix, which is, you know. Um, but I, lo I mean, I loved his songwriting. I love his guitar playing, too. But, you know, I think I... Think I I lean more toward the songwriting side of things, especially like in in my skills on the guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Ben, our lead guitar player, just shreds it up. You know, yeah, uh, yeah I love just Hendrix really gets out there uh, with his concepts and with uh, with his playing, of course. Um, and you guys sort of take the, the sort of post, almost like a post psychedelic kind of, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't even really have the references for it, but I've got a fun jovial mood about myself and I don't mind when there's like fun, different concepts. I just, it's, it's, it, you don't see it very often. It's very unique. Yeah. What was kind of you. the first way that you and and i also want to just it, it, it occurs to me uh you guys recently put out a new single of uh the beatles rocky raccoon and right um i would encourage everyone to go out and listen to it because it is not what you're expecting at all and it really sort of epitomizes how you guys will take uh you know a very common concept of a song i mean it's it's kind of it's in the modern musical lexicon as a whimsical fun paul mccartney tune but right you, you you take it in so many different directions and it's an interesting study on how um your your you and your bandmates in particular look at at music and can transform it into a way that fits for you and it's the perfect tune to do that you know uh and it's just um it was i really applaud that man that was really cool but um when did you, what, what talk to me a little bit about the early days of um of Kendall Street at UVA and what that looked like from uh from a young band perspective and uh and how you were began to uh, acquire a fan base etc so uh the band all met up at UVA but yeah. we uh I came to school with the original saxophone player of the band named Andrew Drehoff we roomed together we mm -hmm. went to high school together 
Um, and we kind of started playing around. Uh, so yeah, there was this um, bar, Bayside Bar, and there was uh, Abbey Road Pub. Those were places that we'd be playing, um, you know, uh, every week, things like that. We moved to Charlottesville uh, mm -hmm. for school, started mm -hmm. playing at uh, Dirty Nelly's Pub, uh, which is, you know, a cool like dive bar in Charlottesville. That's, that's still yeah. there. You know, a lot of things, crazy things happened in the pandemic, but that's still there and it's, it's going strong. Uh, and then we met the bass player, um, kind of later into our first year of college. Uh, Brian, that's Brian Roy. He plays bass. He's, you know, still with the band. Uh, and yeah. then soon after that, we met the drummer, uh, Ryan Wood. Um, and we just kind of met through connections at UVA and Ryan was on the drum line, Andrew Drehoff, who is, uh, is not in the band anymore. The, the original saxophone player of the band, uh, the first mm -hmm. saxophone player, um, he was on the marching band. And so they knew each other through there. Um, and let's see then what happened next, <laughs> Uh, soon after that, we, we met the, the guitar player, Ben, uh, who's in the band. And then we had a keyboard player, Bryce, who's everybody went to UVA. Then Jake, when uh, Andrew Drehoff decided to go to grad school, Jake Vanneman was moving to town for school, played saxophone. We got together um, and then... Price graduated and went to a job, and so now we have the iteration of the band that exists right now, which yeah, is totally. me and Brian Andrew. Uh, sorry, me Brian, uh, me Brian, Ryan, Brian, Ryan Jake ben. and Ben. <laughs> yeah, Jake and Ben, Brian, Ryan, Jake and Ben. There you go. Uh, and, and Lewis. And Lewis, yeah. What a what a, cro so, what a crowd! So you guys have been playing together for quite a while. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been almost ten years, nine years, something like that. Yeah. So, what was uh, the um? How did you? How were you received at UVA and such? I mean, those must have been fun shows uh, at that. They time. were great shows. Yeah. You guys like yeah, playing man. some goofy stuff too, then, or just having fun, or what was kind man, of the what was the vibe uh, in general? Yeah. Well, we did a lot of covers. Um, we had some originals too. Um, like that, the, our first album, Earth Turns, those were kind of songs that we had worked up while we were in mm -hmm. school uh, as originals. Um, yeah. But I think it was mostly covers back then, playing at the fraternities uh, and at the lacrosse house and at the local, you know, UVA bars and bars right. on the corner. Uh, and we were playing, you know, three to five gigs a week. Just, you know, like on Sat on Friday and Saturday, we'd start at one frat house and then we, you know, in the afternoon, then we do one at night and then we do three, you know, on Saturday um, and, you know, maybe one on Sunday. So like we would have these long weekends where we would just run around playing tons of shows uh, and loading up and doing the whole thing and yeah. living the college life. And uh, it was a blast. What'd you, you study? Know? What'd you study there? I studied music. I went to school to study architecture. Huh. Uh, that was, I, I was in architecture for my first year. And then, you know, at that point we had started gigging a decent amount. And so I didn't like being stuck up in the studio, in the architecture studio. Right. So I figured, let me try physics for a semester. I was interested <laughs> in physics. I did, um, I did this, this uh, class called how things work with Lou Bloomfield. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, can, I was I in I can totally physics. see you as a physics major, dude. Yeah, exactly. I loved that stuff. And I love, I mean, I loved the theoretical stuff more than I loved doing the math. Right. So when yeah, I, yeah, totally. But the math made sense because you could link it to the theory, right? Right. Yeah. I, yeah, it did. It did. And then, you know, at that point, uh, the gigs had really started to pick up and I think that was between my sophomore and junior year. Uh -huh. Um, and that summer I took a trip with my friends down to the outer banks and, mm. uh, we listened to a lot of great music. Uh, and I had a realization that like this music stuff is so powerful and it can make me feel like incredible 
Yeah. And, you know, and feel so many different emotions. It's powerful stuff, right? right? And so I decided that's what I want to pursue. You know, even though I'd been playing for a long time, yeah. it, it kind of took it took until then to realize, you know, this is this is what I want to do. It sort of um, clicked in at that point and like it, it was did. like wait, I I I want to really um I think I can make something of this. Was there what went through your mind in terms of why, how, and why that could be possible at that, at that point? Was there something that you would also, besides just the music itself, because it's not only about the music, right? It's about doing the work. It's about getting out there. It's yeah. about knowing what you need to do to make it happen and get your music in front of others. I mean, you have to love it as well to be able to get to the point to do that. But did you have that realization as well? Um, Definitely. What did, what did that, what did that look like to you? What, what impact did that have on you? Definitely. I mean, it kind of, they came kind of hand in hand, right? I was, I, it was between my sophomore and junior year. So I was like, okay, I got to pick a major. Right. And also at the same time, the band was really picking up. We were playing, you know, many nights a week. We we're getting really popular. People liked us. The band was clicking. We were, we, you know, we were like, Hey, I think we've got something. Yeah. And so I'm going to decide to study this and pursue it. Mm. you know, post-college. Mm. Um, so that's kind of how all that came together. Um, and on, on that trip, we were listening to the, uh, listen to the Alt J record in particular. That was, that was kind of one that moved me so much that an awesome wave by Alt J. Um, uh -huh. and you know, that was kind of the first time I felt like I had heard something like that. And, uh, that inspired a lot of songwriting for me. Um, Interesting. So what kind of steps did you take at that point to sort of try to begin to make this happen for you? Did you graduate from school? Did you end up graduating? Yeah, graduated awesome. in 2016. Uh -huh. uh, and everybody in the band graduated. Right. Oh, um, right. And so kind of as soon as we graduated, we started doing shows in D.C. Mm -hmm. uh, and New York and uh, Charlotte and kind of places where a lot of, you know, we'd had, we'd have big crowds come out of students who saw us at UVA or saw mm -hmm. us at other colleges. Um, and we just kept doing that. You know, we yeah. kept doing that. We kept listening. We kept practicing. Um, soon enough, an agent found us who uh, wanted to book us. We said, yeah, that sounds good. And so we started doing tours and, um, and started small, going to small rooms, and uh, and we've kind of just been doing that ever since. We bought a van. My one of my cousins got married, and uh, and we said, yeah, in, in Florida, right? And we said, okay, we'll come to the wedding, but we need, you know, however much it was at that point, three k or something to buy a van, yeah. a van and a trailer. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so then. You know, we booked it down there, yeah. And that was our first gig. We drove twenty four hours straight through the night, and yeah. then you know, into the next day, we got there. Like we left at eight p.m. the night before the show. Right. We got there at like six p.m. Yeah. right, right on time for load in. Right, right And right so that on. was the first step of everybody jumping in the van, riding with the trailer, towing behind. Nice, nice. And so that, that was kind of what started it all, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of kicked it off. And we had been touring, you know, in separate cars and things like that. Right. But right. once you get a van, like that's the next level, right? You get the van and the trailer, then you, you go through a few vans maybe, and then you get the tour bus and all that good stuff. So we're, we're still so. on Let's the, so. we're yeah. still on the, they're still on the van train. You're at the van, <laughs> you're on the van level and you're just coming off. And well, two things, I mean, unfortunate timing for everybody with COVID, but, um, you know, you guys were kind of, you were getting off the ground, 2016, 2017 timeframe. Um, fortunately, you had a couple of years to get out there hitting the road um, prior to things kind of shutting down to sort of like give yourself a feel. That was really fortunate that you weren't graduating in 2019 or something and like not being able to kind of get. Yeah. Your um, I don't know if we would have continued right, if right, we had right. graduated in 2020. Yeah, that's a really good point. Who knows? But you, 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 have, you were fortunate enough. You know, you got your feet underneath you. You're doing some tours, playing some gigs around. Um, uh, and um, so what kind of what, – what, how, how was your mind 
like where was your mindset at and how did how were you like affected from like a band momentum standpoint from an own personal mental health perspective when the whole fucking world shut down just because it was at sort of just like a couple of years after you guys sort of got rolling and i applaud the fact that you you kept at it and you're back at it and such you know that takes a lot of yeah incredible hard work and perseverance man thank you man yeah i mean it really did it felt like we were on a on a on a roll you know we were set to do uh lock in and Sweetwater 420 oh, festivals that yeah. summer that things that that everything shut down mm -hmm. uh, and things were it really felt like the momentum was there we were picking up and yeah. we were you know about to hit right yeah uh, and so you know going into the pandemic it was definitely tough um, but you know there was a, as a part of me that was also tired you know and was ready to rest for a little bit and so it was a nice kind of reprieve from from the madness and uh I've, I've got a girlfriend taylor and it was nice getting to spend so much time with with her uh and like getting kind of relax and take care of myself and cook and make good food and practice and so you know i made the best of it it was right something right that on, good for you it was something that it was you know it was definitely tough uh Tough, but you brought some positives you know, out of it. It sounds like yeah, you guys have been doing yeah. like a hundred, hundreds, uh, you know, a hundred plus shows a year. You guys were road dogs, so yeah, a lot of those, a lot of the stories are, are positive. You know, everyone had to make if if you came out of this in a positive way, you had to kind of go into it. Yeah, everyone was fucking bummed and shocked, but then yeah, it was sort of like a downshift, and and you did the best you could, and you guys released some material during that time. So you yeah, guys were, you guys were you guys were working hard at it. Um, during yeah, that time, we wrote and recorded a ton. Yeah, yeah. Wrote and recorded a ton, which was great. You yeah, know? no, that's but awesome, it was tough man. not being able to play live. It really was for sure. Um, for sure, yeah. And did uh, it change the way that you looked at what you were creating because you weren't out there doing it live as much at the time? Definitely, yeah. How's yeah, that? I mean the stories we the stories we write for ourselves. That was the first record we released uh, during the pandemic, and that's a very kind of introspective you know i wouldn't even call it a, a, a jam record really um it's it's really a songwriter's record mm -hmm. uh and so that was and we don't play a lot of the things live i think we will we've started to kind of embrace more of that like uh intimate kind of songwriting things into into our live sets you know yeah. i think there was a sense uh there was a sense coming out of the pandemic, right, that we we wanted to come out, kind of swing in and just, you know, be jamming out uh, and kind of keep the energy level really high. Yeah. Um, but, you know, over time, things things progress and, uh, and the art progresses. And so we're still kind of defining what our live sound is and, and uh, you know, is it. Uh, we, you know, with the aspects of jamming and aspects of playing these um, more intimate, heartfelt kind of songs that, you know, embracing the beauty um, and, and bringing those together, you know, into maybe a song that wasn't designed for the stage. We kind of redesign it or rethink it to, mm. to, uh, to, to come across a way yeah. alive. You had know? you always, had you always envisioned Kendall Street? becoming part of the jam band community or just being a jam band? Um, I hadn't really always envisioned that. Uh, I loved Dave Matthews in high school, Dave yeah. Matthews band, uh, and still do still love Dave Matthews band. But I was, you know, that was, I was like in a phase right in high school. I was like, Oh, I was listening to Dave Matthews band. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and so that kind of influenced coming, like even me, like coming to UVA and, you know, joining into the Charlottesville music scene. Um, and when Ben joined the band, Ben, our guitar player, is really into fish. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of had this like blend of of those two things uh in addition to like a ton of other influences that everybody brings to the table like uh you know ryan is really into king gizzard and the lizard wizard mm. brian is really into bjork like bjork is one of his favorite bands he mm -hmm. plays bass ryan plays drums right um jake jake comes from a jazz background uh brian also has a classical upright bass black background oh cool uh 
and uh, Ryan as a drumline background. And so, you know, the band really is uh, uh, an amalgamation of all of all these influences. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, which is which is really cool. And then we all like bring all of that stuff together, and then we bond over humor and. <laughs> uh and just like feeling what we're feeling you know and then we put that out into the world and that is you know that's that's what we do and that's what we love to do and we we love to do that whether it be like a studio recording or or out there every night playing live that's what we're trying to do you yeah. know yeah is is bring joy to people make have you know emote feelings uh and have people feel things and yeah and I, um, I i love with, with with a variety of different influences and what everyone brings to the table musically it really really comes forth in the music I, I i love it and not only in your own original works but in your covers are just extraordinary i don't know i'm i'm a big i'm a cover fan because it really does kind of unlock a lot of bands um you you can kind of separate your because when you know the tune you know that there's level of interpretation there it's always quite interesting to see how that um how that comes forward from uh you know uh musically as an expression of each band's not only their their background and their musical expertise but their the personality and their influences and i find that really fascinating and that also comes through in all of your original studio work as well um when you're on stage you. what is your um Tell me a little bit about how you feel the vibe, how you feel the jam vibe or not, or what's kind of the, um, what's your, uh, what do you bring uh, to a live performance from your own musical perspective and desires to, to, to put sound out? Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the night. It depends on the crowd. It depends on last night. It depends on, you know, how the drive was, so how the drive was getting there. Yeah. It depends on the weather, you know, but I think it's always just like focusing on kind of centering yourself and coming in with a, with a positive attitude or just letting yourself feel what you're feeling and trying to emote that to the crowd. Mm. Um, when we, when we, uh, make our set lists, our song lists. We won't ha put them in an order. So we'll have a list of songs that we think we're going to play that night. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's generally, it's on the stage and it's kind of in front of everybody. And we'll call from that list mm. for the set or we'll call, you know, you can call off the list too. <sighs> you guys have um, like a sharpie so like hanging from it with a string so you can check <laughs> off this so you know which ones you've played so far. <laughs> Well, no, we, we remember, we, we just remember which There's ones, <laughs> the memory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess the sub question, so, the, 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 the subtopic was how good is your short term memories when you're playing music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, That's I a mean, great I concept think... though. I love that. How does that work for you guys? Uh, it works pretty well. You know, it can be a little difficult to communicate on stage. We're mm. still kind of working out the kinks. Yeah. Um, but it, it just allows the, like we've tried a rigid set list where we'd, we'd, where we'd, you know, have everything out written in order, but then every, you know, at pretty much every show we'd go off the set list because mm. we'd feel like you'd either get somebody yelling for a song that we were like, yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> or, or like, you know, depending on the vibe of the room, uh, depending on the vibe of the room, like the next song on the set list, we didn't feel like that would work. Um, having the fluid set lists also lets you, uh, create these interludes into the next song, right? That that wouldn't necessarily have happened uh, if not. So it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you creative. Have you have you um, have you explored just not even having a set list, or does that just sort of get out of control for you? Uh, we have explored that, uh, and or we not, do that, that from or time to time, or not even have the songs up there. In other words, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have done that. Um, it just. It, it can there can be a lack of inspiration sometimes and so like that's where the the, the list comes in handy is mm -hmm. you can look down and you know because you as soon as you're asked hey let's think of a song it's like 
you know, uh, and uh, what? it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah. So, so the list of songs. Me, like, what was the last couple of shows you saw and what are you listening to now? I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and then like five minutes later, I text them. Oh, no, it was this, this, and that. Yeah, that yeah it's like, exactly. That's just a real life kind of brain fart thing. Yeah, right? you get put on the spot and then you can't think of anything. It's, I'm right? so comforted that that happens to you up there on stage, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so that, that's why the, the list is nice to have. Um, yeah. and, uh, so let's talk about, so, so yeah. and I was talking yeah. about live performance. You guys just came off the road in the spring doing a tour, like a lot of shows with, uh, with big something and supporting other acts. Um, yeah. what are your impressions coming off the road off of that? I know it's kind of been like a month or so since you guys were out. Um, what was that like? What was that like for you? And, um, and, and what are things, how are things feeling like for you out there right now? Uh, things are feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, there's always room for improvement, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but those big something shows were epic. Uh, yeah. it was great to play with them. I've been fans of cool. them for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're good people. Uh, and so that's always nice, you know? Um, and it's, you know, it feels good. It feels good to be back out there doing it. I think, you know, I think a lot of bands uh, and the kind of industry wide, it's have I've had a difficulty, um, you know, selling tickets, basically getting the word out there, and yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's something we're working on, you know, filling right. the rooms out that we're playing. You know, the shows have felt good, um, and it's been great to play, uh, and so we're gonna just keep working on that and keep making music, um, and. Does it, does, yeah, does, does, the, um, tell me a little bit about the effect that like live playing has on you and how that sort of fills your own vibe. Uh, it's, I mean, it's definitely something I, I need to do, right. You need to get out there mm -hmm. and play and that, and it feels great. It feels good to do it. It feels good to like have an awesome crowd and being able to express yourself on the instrument. Um, you know, like anything that you got on nights and off nights. Um, but you try to just, you know, the more you play, the more you practice, the more it feels like it's an on night every time and, and sing and you get to learn new things and get to, you know, talk to new people and experience different things every night, play on different stages. And, you know, you're doing it all with your best friends. So, uh, it, it definitely fills me up, you know, That's it's awesome, like, dude. yeah, it, it, it feels great to do it. Uh, and because, you know, we wouldn't be out there doing it if it, if it wasn't great, you know, because yeah. it's hard, man. It's hard being on the road yeah, and it's fucking hard work. There wasn't like a sleep cool, and, there wasn't a cool payoff, man. You wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Totally. Sleeping in hotels and, you know, uh, or sleeping on the floor wherever you can sleep yeah. in friends' houses, you know, depending on the situation. Right. Um, but you know, it feels great to just get out there and create and create something in real time for an audience and create it for your bandmates, you know, mm -hmm. your friends, uh, and family that's up there, you know? Yeah. So um, tell me, tell me a little bit about your thoughts with all that, bearing all that in mind, what are your thoughts about getting out there in California? I see you're, you're, you're starting off or it kind of is like a West coast. It's, it's like a Western tour. And then you end up doing a bunch of dates in California. Uh, I think you launch it mm -hmm. in, a. Um, coming up in like a month at Cervantes, which is a great room. Like how, how psyched are you yeah. about the, just uh, about the whole thing and like headed to California and not having played there before. Is there a level of, uh, trepidation, curiosity? What does it look like for you? It's all of that, man. It's like excitement, trep trepidation, curiosity. Like there's, you know, it's the farthest we've ever been. Uh, there's a sense of, you know, getting out there, driving out there, doing the thing. We don't know how the rooms are going to be or what the crowds are going to be like. You know, yeah. we're really excited for the High Sierra Music Festival. That was kind of the totally. impetus for for going out there and doing oh, right this. On, yeah. um, but we've been to Colorado a bunch of times. Denver is awesome. Uh, oh, we yeah. get Fantastic. great crowds there. There's like, you know, and it's an incredible vibe playing up there. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, we'll see how it goes going forward. It, we're just kind of along for the ride, riding the wave, riding the train out there, going to go out and do the thing and, and do our best to play, 
play great every night and play together and stay positive and yeah uh it's the untitled uh yeah. california project uh that, yeah that who knows like dude who the feeling, fuck knows man. how it's gonna go <laughs> oh it's gonna go it's gonna it's gonna go amazing man um and yeah, uh, you guys yeah. have a li- and you have a live album projected to come out this summer yeah yeah we did a that? uh yeah, we did a, a live at Relics session. Oh, nice. Uh, and that's going to come out on DSPs. And then we're going to release. We've been multi-tracking. We just recently went to In-Ears uh, in December at the beginning of this mm-hmm. year. We went got to In-Ears. And that's given us the ability to, to multi-track all of our live shows. And so we've got this guy, Stuart Myers. He's based in Richmond. He's a great mixer. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to be releasing a whole set of live recordings from the past year of like great sounding multi-tracks, which oh, will be okay. kind of our first foray into releasing live music, oh, which right I on. think is going to be really great for us and really important because, you know, so much – you know, I do feel like we're a band that you need to see live, right? Yeah, totally. You know, you can listen to to all the records and stuff, but unless you have it on shuffle, uh, which is that's kind of what we do at a live show, is we we'll we'll have it have you know we'll shuffle all of our music up and bring it all together. Yeah. Because all the recordings, all the recordings and albums are are so different from from one to the next. Right. Um. So I think that's going to get released on Nugs. I th- it's not a done deal quite yet, uh, I don't think, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have a bunch of live recordings coming out on Nugs, and then that live from Relics is going to be coming out on DSPs, um, and that's just a really great live quintessential Kendall Street Company show. Um, wow, so wow. we're really excited to release that, and that's we're really great, excited man. to show people uh, to show people what we sound like live. Yeah, you totally. Know, because totally. unless you've seen us, you don't know. It's right. it's definitely a whole different beast. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Well, I'm looking forward <laughs> to you guys getting up on Nugs. What was it like to be in the Relic Studio doing that? What was that impact on you? That must have been super cool. It was great, man. It's uh, it's a cool room, and Relics is awesome. And um, we've been wanting to work with them, you know, for a long time. And so it was really great to be able to go down there uh, and work with their team and put together a really great, you know, uh, live show. And it was live streamed to to Twitch. Um, And there was kind of, you know, there was pretty much just the team was in there. um, And we had our, our, our manager. And I think Greg, Greg Knight was in there too. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it really was a live show. It was live streamed to Twitch, but you know you don't have the the crowd, the applause, and stuff like that. But um, you know we did it live. There's no there's no take retakes or edits or anything like that. So right on, right on. Um, it it should be great. It's kind of, it, it you know it's got a live in studio kind of vibe, which is which is what they've built down there. Yeah, the, those are super. Cl- those, I love those, man. Those are super clean, and uh, and that'll be really great to listen to, man. I can't wait to. Um, you know, I can't wait to hear that. You know, there's a number of different, uh, performances, like kind of like songs, et cetera, on YouTube and such, but to get that kind of clean feel will be, uh, will be really great, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. Totally. Totally. Um, well, you guys got a lot of, in- I, I can't wait to just, um, to see what's not only what's coming next, but what's coming right up. And you guys are doing some great stuff and I'm really, um, I'm really excited for you, Lewis. You're like a, you're, you're a cool, chill dude. And I like the sense of humor and, um, I hope we can hang sometime and, uh, and explore that sense of humor over a couple beers, you know? <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Really great, exciting stuff. And you got the new album coming out on June 23rd, the Untitled California Project. I hope I got that right that time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's It's coming out. We're doing the tour. We're going to keep touring. We've got a bunch of great festivals going on this summer uh, and a lot, a lot of big plans for the fall, including another full-length album uh, called Separation 95. Pretty sure that's the title. Nice. Fairly certain. We're, we're getting art with that title on it. So okay, that well, is the thing. That is the thing sometimes with us, you know, we can just like change things up at the, at the very last minute. You just never, you just never know. Oh, great. That's I'm sure. That's what all the, all the team wants to hear, man.
No, no. It's yeah, it's a good time. Um but I was gonna say uh earlier in the interview, uh with like my parents' influence, I was um my parents are really into the talking heads and they mm. would have these parties where, where they'd put on uh stop making sense and we'd all be and when I was a kid, you know, all the adults would be dancing, doing the dances with David Byrne. Right. Um and and we'd be in there watching that and dancing along too. And, you know, the talking heads have kind of lived on as an influence, as a big influence of mine, uh, as yeah. far as the songwriting and like the stage antics and, and things like that. Um, yeah. Another big song, big songwriting influences are like, uh, Keller Williams and the Avett brothers, uh, John Prine. Love the Avets. Um, love all those. And Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And Hendrix so, as tell, a songwriter. I I get the other influences, but talk to me a little bit about how the Avets have influenced you, and was that is that kind of just like a Virginia sort of Appalachia sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, I I got into them in high school, um, and I I just love some of their records. I learned like things like Murder in the City and the Ballad of Love and Hate, mm. um, and you know I don't it's not something I connect with as much anymore. Like my tastes have, have grown and changed as, as everybody's do, you know, yeah. but I still love that, love that music. And, um, there's so honest song, and genuine. Yeah, there. Yeah. Honest and genuine. Yeah. And that song, and there was a dream and one day I could see it like a bird in a cage. I broke in and demanded that somebody free it. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, that's their big, I can't remember that's their what big that song banger, is called. Now I can't remember the name of it. It we were, is. We were just talking yeah. about that earlier. Right. Head full of doubt. Know, wrote, head full of doubt. Yeah. Full of promises. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, which, they, you know, that which, which is on like some insurance company ad now. So <laughs> uh, no. well, good for them though. Well, it, ha I mean, it happens. Yeah. It's yeah. A great, it happens. It, it, you know, that, it's a great song for that. And, and that's just, that, you that's, a, that's a nod to their incredible, incredibly personal and emotional songwriting, which I yeah. absolutely love. I, I love, I, I just, I love the Avett brothers, man. Those guys open a vein on stage, man. It's just, just pour they pour themselves out there every yeah. single time it's it's really wonderful and inspirational but uh so that that makes a lot of sense yeah. that you that you connect with those guys as well man. yeah 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 that that song in particular that song in particular uh kind of helped me decide to be a musician right okay. it was like yeah and there was this there you know one foot in and one foot back ain't yeah. no way to live like that you know, so I was like, I got to commit to this thing. You know, they know what's up. They know what the grind is like. They've been doing it a long time. So totally. Um, that was definitely, you know, music is helpful in helping people make decisions and uh, helping people find their find their own path. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. And you want and and there's so, a song there's a there's a song on um, the stories we write for ourselves called "In a Little While" that I feel like really. Um, channels kind of the Avett brothers. Uh, so I'll go back yeah. and listen to that right after this. Yeah, right on. Thanks a lot for being here, Lewis. This was really a pleasure. You're you're such a good dude, and um, and you have such a great, just a beautiful spirit and vibe. And I, I wish you guys the best of luck. Can't wait to see you, man. Come come to the you know. Can't wait to see you in Chicago sometime soon, or 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 yeah, any, or anywhere for that matter. We'll be there, man. Right we'll, on, I'm yeah. sure we'll be there at some point. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me. This has been a real, real pleasure. I hope everything turns out yeah. excellently well. It will. You know, will, we had man. we had some we had some technical things going on, but yeah, that's I fine. We'll do it. Feels... We'll do um we'll do an in person sometime in the future, and we'll just uh, dispense with this whole Zoom <laughs> thing, man. But you know, it's the way of the right. world, and I'm happy to get a bunch of different guests like yourself just from all over the country and all over the world. So, um. Good luck. Yeah, Best that, of luck that is the beauty of it. That's oh, the yeah. beauty of it, totally. you know, that we totally. can do this when I'm in Virginia and you're in Chicago. Absolutely. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, th thanks again for being here, Lewis. Cheers. Thank, thank you very much. Looking forward to uh, hanging out sometime in person. Totally, man. Totally. Okay, that was 
Me and Lewis Smith just chatting it up, talking about all those uh, recent projects that are coming up. Uh, super exciting. They got this new album released, the Untitled California Project, coming out on June 24th, which I'm really excited about. And of course, they're starting their uh, West Coast, their very first West Coast run that includes uh, stops in Denver and the West, Boise. Uh, also, uh, and they're stopping in Utah as well. They're making their way up to the Northwest. And then they're for the first time, they're going to play uh, a couple shows out in California. They're really, uh, they're really excited about that. And it's really cool how it's coinciding with their Untitled California Project album uh you know lewis just a super hard-working uh musician who knew early on that he wanted to play music and do that thing like like many musicians and uh lewis also had the perseverance and positive attitude that it takes to keep moving forward and that's what makes lewis special he knew he knew what he wanted to do and he is moving forward to execute it and just be the most authentic person that he can and the best musician that he can uh, out on the road with his best buds and his band and i i really love that and he's he's super excited about what he's doing he's super psyched about everything and and that's um and that comes across and is super infectious as well and you know he's got that fun sense of humor and just that goofiness and weirdness in uh, in a really good way that blends with the off-the-wall concepts uh, of their albums and their other material uh, with that prog rock and jam groove element that they really uh, execute uh, in a fine fashion, and I really love that. So make sure to keep a heads up for their new album, The Untitled California Project, coming out on June 24th. I actually think I said mistakenly June 23rd during the interview, but it is coming out on June 24th. And uh, they've also got a second single coming out on June 9th uh, entitled Crab Surprise. And make sure you check out the scorcher of a single that's already out there called California Number 24 off the most uh, off the upcoming album. It's just uh, extraordinary as well. Uh, you can check out more information about Kendall Street Company's tour dates on their website. And make sure if you're in any of those cities to go uh, check these guys out and say hey and tell them you heard about them uh, and heard the conversation on Roadcase. That would be really cool. Thanks again to everyone for being here for this episode. And I want to send a really special thank you to Lewis Smith of Kendall Street Company for being here on this episode of Roadcase. Thanks again so much for listening. And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at RoadcasePod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road.